Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2021 webinar series. This is the third spring webinar with uh, Melanie Boylan talking about social media tactics. Uh, first, housekeeping. The Freelance Forum has been running for several years now, organised by the National Union of Journalists and supported by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland Sectoral Learning and Development Programme. This session is being recorded and an edited version may go online later. If anyone has any questions, type them in the boxes at the bottom of your screen. You'll notice a Q&A link there and I can put them to Melanie later or she can see them herself. Uh, this event, as I said, is part of the Spring 2021 Freelance Forum series. And in addition to this and other live webinars, we're also adding to the Freelance Forum podcast series with webinars and new podcast episodes uploaded on Mondays. You can download the latest Freelance Forum podcast on iTunes, um, all good podcast apps, and on SoundCloud. The latest episode was uploaded this morning, features something different from the usual podcast episodes. I handed over the mic to uh, four young journalists from Gorham TV to talk about diversity and inclusion in Irish media. So check that out. That's it for me. I've been talking much too long, so I'm just going to hand over to Melanie Boylan and mute myself. Hello, everyone. My name is Melanie Boylan, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. This is going to be a short, fast and furious um, round of a few slides. I'm not going to bore you to death. Um, I'm also not going to teach you how to suck eggs or oranges or whatever the term is. I always lose track. Um, but if you've got any questions, you're welcome to fire them in. And um, if anybody would like the slides afterwards, just let me know. So I've been asked to cover the four main areas that we find ourselves on on a regular basis when it comes to promoting our brands and, of course, our stories as well. Um, just to give you a little bit, bit of background, this is who I am. I'm a social media trainer and manager. I'm a freelance journalist with Irish Tech News since 2016 and been podcasting for them since 2020. They thought they'd see how I get on with my own podcast first and they thought, yeah, she's not bad. So they let me on. I also write for Startup Mindset and a couple of other networks as well. So check me out. Now, I know the majority of us here are going to be traditional marketers and that's absolutely fine because I actually still advocate for traditional marketing as well, in fairness. Um, I think too much emphasis is put on social media being the only way to promote your brand and your story and your business in general. And I disagree with that. Um, I think there is a it's just part of a wider marketing plan. Um, I hope you'll agree with me there. But what we do need to do is explore different ways of promoting ourselves in a a time manageable way um, and to do that we have to have tactics and strategies and a, a much better idea of how to actually manage our time now i know we've all been flat out getting content out certainly over the last year and before this um, it would include a fair amount of travel as well you know going along to events or meeting people face to face sometimes flights involved as well and frankly i don't know how we managed to get all the work we did done before um, and now we're even busier because we can't travel. So, you know, how are we going to manage our time now? That is the question. So there's going to be a process that I'm going to outline. Okay. Now, digital marketing as a whole involves all of these things. Okay. I'm not expecting all of us to have, you know, a hand in every single section of this, but we are going to have to have a better appreciation of how to reach our audience in different ways. And the only way you can do that is by finding processes that work for you. Now, 
I'm expected to be on lots of different channels because of my role as a social media trainer and manager. But if I was just as a journalist, I'd, I'd probably be on nowhere near as many platforms that I am on. Um, so as you can see, you've got branding, social media, content marketing, email marketing, something I have to do um, as a social media trainer. So I've got emails going out every single month. I also do video production. I create my own videos. I edit my own videos, obviously search engine optimization, which we all do with our blogs. Um, I'm a bit of a control freak. So I manage my own web design and, you know, I've I had it formulated, created by somebody else and paid them to train me on it afterwards. So I knew how to update it without relying on them. I don't use an app myself. And then there's search engine marketing. And that's basically paid for promotion um, and promoting your website on different platforms. So hopefully everybody's keeping up with me so far. Um, is there any questions on anything I've mentioned so far before I move on? And that's what I like, a crowd that's easily pleased. So the first thing we need to work out before we actually put anything out there is how are we going to be portraying ourselves? We're all brands at the end of the day. And the best way to look at it is how our brand and our messaging and any marketing we're going to be doing aligns together. This, I, I got to say, has been one of the best finds I've ever found on social media. Um, so take a look at this. Remember, these slides and this video are going to be available to you. Um, but it very much has to do with your mission, your value proposition, what people will take away from you, um, how you want to be perceived by others. I mean, there's lots of different brand personalities that you may want to um, become. I mean, I have two distinct brands. I have the Stomp Social Media Training, where I actually have three if you can include Irish Tech News. But I have um, the Stomp brand. I have the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast, which I share with um, my co-founder. And then, of course, I have Irish Tech News. Now, Irish Tech News, very straight-laced, very serious, because it's somebody else's brand, and I've, I'm obviously having to be very well-behaved. With Stomp, um, I'm a little bit more freer with my... Um, my first impressions these days but still very professional very um constrained whereas myself and esther who do the monday morning marketing podcast we decided uniformly that we were not going to take any of what we were doing seriously and we don't and it's it's quite obvious in all of our marketing what we do um we don't we're not rude or inappropriate or anything like that but we do mock each other horribly certainly on social media um, and it seems to work. We, we seem to be getting more and more interest and more and more people listening and more and more people talking about us, which is what we want. And it's so far quite polite, which is fortunate. So you have to think about how are you going to be perceived? What is your brand personality? And is it something you can easily maintain? You know, if you're trying to be something you're not, it's going to be very hard to keep up. Once we've understood who we are and how we're going to be putting ourselves across, then we have to understand who our customers are. And our customers, we've got lots of different types at the end of the day. Um, I've got, I've just outlined three different personas straight away. So I've got three different types of audiences that I'm gonna be attracting. Um, and that would be the five Ws, the who, what, why, where, and when. Who, what, why, where, and when. And it's always the last one, the last W that throws all of us because we don't know when anybody wants to purchase anything from us or contact us. And, you know, the only way we can really understand that fully is when we've got our audience through what we consider a digital marketing sales funnel. OK, so this this would be mine. 
there's hundreds of them out there. This is one of the most colorful ones out there. So you've got to decide, you know, what kind of sales funnel or what kind of business funnel you're going to be having for your business. And it doesn't really matter what your side hustles are or what, what way you identify yourself as, you know, your main brand to be. It's, it's all the same thing. They all have a funnel. So if you can understand who your audience are, if you can refine it using something called a customer avatar, it can be very, very thorough. You know, it can take you all the way through disposable income, what pages they look at, what problem you're solving. Um, you can even give them names or even pictures, if you like, if you want to get down that deep. Um, but it goes into religious backgrounds, um, you know, what kind of car they have. I mean, that's how refined your customer avatar can be. Uh, but it really creates a full picture of who your audience is and then you know how to speak to your audience one of the best exercises that i ever did for my business actually was to ask how people would describe what i do because when we're in our business for any length of time we all pick up the jargony language and we kind of forget how people describe us it's not always the same way as the way we we think we are and i remember my best friend um after a year of telling her i've setting up my business i was telling her i was Oh, I've got my Facebook page, got my LinkedIn page, done all this, done all this. She said, oh, that's brilliant. At the end of the year, I said, how would you describe what I do? And she said, you do Facebook, don't you? It just, it just blew my mind. It just totally blew my mind. So people only take away what they think they know of you or what they remember of you, what they find relevant about you. And I bet you could ask your best friend, your partner, your parents, your kids, and they will neglect something massive about what you represent or what you do because they it wasn't relevant to them when you told them. So it's important that we always keep telling our audience exactly what we do. And you think being called Stomp Social Media Training would give people a clue, but nine times out of ten, most people only remember Stomp. Go figure. So the five steps on how you get to do it. You have to understand your brand and your audience and speak in an authentic voice. Um, try and get your five W's, your who, what, why, where, when, straight. Get them outlined, get them fixed, um, and they can always be updated. I update mine sort of every every year to 18 months. And I would recommend, um, as I'm sure you would too, that everything has to originate from your website, okay? It's the only piece of online land that belongs to us that nobody else can sort of have a, have a go at our algorithm as long as we keep paying for the domain and server, it's our responsibility. And of course, looking at images, videos and going live. I mean, most of us would write here, but there are other platforms and we should use them. And really repurposing as much content as possible. Um, I use Canva for my images. I do infographics, which are also through Canva. Um, I do all my photos and videos. Um, well, actually, I do all my videos through here and all my photos through my DSLR, DSLR of course. And I go live either on my laptop or on my phone. So. It's scary, I won't lie. It's been a while since I've done it, but I tell you what, the amount of feedback that you get back because people actually begin to understand who you are. They connect with you because they can see you're a true live beating heart human being, which obviously a lot of journalists aren't considered. Um, and then of course, we've got this area here, using the funnel. Understand the reason why you're posting. Um, I've, I, I fear that most people use social media as a place to just dump stuff. And it's not the case. There has to be a reason for it. Now, I won't lie to you. I do dump stuff there as well. But most of the time, I have a reason to do it. 
And the way I do it is through the next couple of slides. So am I keeping everybody interested so far? Is everybody awake? Well, there's at least one person awake. Yes. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> yes, awake. Good. So what should you post about? Let me get my mouse to work. Okay. So the first thing you should post about is to serve your audience. Okay. How does a bunch of journalists serve their audience? Okay. The best way we can serve our audience is to speak to the people about the things that matter to them, what they care about, exactly, information that they're looking for. Um, give them the scoop that nobody else can get and, and explain it in a way that they get behind and get excited about. Then we share, okay? Share related audience, share related content, okay? So I, we're constantly sharing um, our own stuff, our own articles, our own videos, our own live streams, but they already follow us for a reason because they like what we do. But we need to be sort of the go-to person for as many things as possible. They want to find us, not just somebody who will serve them and be useful and be helpful, but you know everything we share to them will be something that they want to see, which is why it's so important that we understand who our customers are, because then we get an idea of what, what bothers them, what they're thinking about, what's on their mind. Okay, so serve and share. And then the last thing is obviously sell. We need to sell our stuff as well. And if that element of selling is, you know, we've got this um, featured article coming up in a couple of weeks time or come to our website and sign up for stuff or you know join our email address um, and we'll send you relevant information on a weekly or monthly basis whatever it is you need to sell okay but on always banging on about who you are and what you do isn't enough you need to be interesting and I'm, there's no disrespect here we're all very interesting but you need to be more interesting you need to spread the love. And, and I think what a lot of people forget is it's not called me, me media, it's called social media, okay? And too many businesses, including us, put the emphasis on the media. And I really do think if we actually remind people that this is how the platform's used, it's not just a, it's not a broadcasting platform, it's a social platform, okay? So serve, share, and sell. And then, the next one, this is part of the funnel that I was telling you about, okay? This really glorious, colorful funnel. Um, so in here, we're gonna be talking to people about awareness. That's where we start. You gotta say hi. Did you know I was here? Hello. hello. So we're gonna say hello to people. And we're gonna let people know where we're based. We're gonna give them our story. We're gonna give them a, a true background to who we are and what makes us tick and what makes us interesting. And I flew a Chinook, did you? Um, and then we're gonna talk about consideration. Did you know that I don't just do a podcast for Irish Tech News, I also do one for the Monday Morning Marketing podcast as well. Um, and you're letting people sort of weigh up all the different values that you can offer. But you need to tell them that you exist first. So that once you've told them you exist and all the values that you can offer, then you get them to make a decision as to what they want to get from you, why they want to buy from you. Um, and just on keeping putting out content on awareness with no clear calls to action. It's great that you get found in searches. It's great that people have heard of you, but people really do need to be sort of spoon fed that they need to contact you. This is why I think awareness, consideration and conversion is really essential. Is it the most basic thing you need in a, in a sales funnel? This is ultimately what the last couple of slides have been about. It's not about you. It's about them. 
and the WIFM. The WIFM is what's in it for me, okay? That's all they care about. They're gonna give up anything from 10 seconds looking at an Instagram story to three or four minutes reading a blog post. What's in it for me? What am I gonna get out of giving up this time to you? Will I be informed? Will I be intrigued? Will I be fascinated? Will I, will I win something? You know, there has to be something in it for them. And you have to take them through the funnel, okay? Awareness, consideration, and conversion. And then the segments, of course, is the different types of audiences you have. So I would have um, B2B and B2C. So business to consumer for social media, let's say, would be, um, you know, somebody coming directly to me from a Google search or an ad I've put up or something like that. And then I've got B2B, which is like the local enterprise office or Enterprise Island um, or many of the other numbers of people that contact me to do some training. And then there's the sales funnel. We all have a sales funnel that we have to adhere to. And I, it doesn't matter that we're journalists. We all have a sales funnel. We all have a way of bringing people through to make a decision as to whether to read our content or not. Is it engaging enough? Is it interesting enough? Are we using nice pictures? You know, we're given good, cool, good, clear calls to action, which is, of course, that button there, the CTA. So if you can offer this, you're bringing in your audience without paying anything. This is all done without ads. Okay, you've been given an idea of the process. I'm sure you've got that down pat now. Let's look at tools. Well, for us, of course, starting with a website is the most obvious, okay? Um, it could be our website, it could be the um, paper or journal that we're working with or the magazine we're working with. Um, it has to start with the website. And the, the obvious reason is because of the search engine optimization and the fact that it's a, you know, a discoverable route to our content. Now, this is a very interesting um, circle here. I quite like this, this slide, to be honest. So you, you publish and create good content. The content is shared and linked to social media profiles, which then collects followers while the site particularly gains um, traffic. The community grows around the brand and with consistent interactions made through social media and authoritative SEO reinforces the brand's reputation. Then the search engines index the website higher and users find the site organically through search engines. Not once has an ad been put in there. This is how the process works, okay? And I don't think things should start from the social media platforms. I think personally, everything should originate from the website because it gives everybody back to the website, everything you need about that article, whether it's the writer, other content that they've written, or even other content about that article. So, you know, there's probably more than one article about that company or that person it can all be found on the website. So we need to get people from the website um, down through the social media. I truly feel that we rely too heavily on social media in isolation, and that's why the website needs to be first. Now, obviously, most of us do it through blogging, and we do this to demonstrate our authority, our passion, be found in search, and of course, use directories. Now, I wonder how many of you actually use directories, because there's quite a few um, blogging directories out there, and I didn't actually find them straight away. Um, it took some digging. And there's, there's ones here in Ireland, there's ones um, in the UK that I use as well. Obviously, there's some in the US and Europe. But they're actually really, really valuable backlinks to either our personal website or to our business website. 
So it might be worth considering having a look at those as well. Uh, well, it could, it could just be a standard directory. The one I use here in Ireland is called whatswhat.ie. And what it is, is a, it's a very long-term, heavily established website that they have their own team of search engine optimization people. And they constantly put up your content. And because it's a valuable um, website without, it doesn't have any Russian bots behind it or Chinese ones or anything like that. Um, they kind of fling them like this and like that. It's quite, quite vicious what they do to the bots there. Um, and so that means that um, they, they provide a really sort of top class. In fact, I think in Europe last year, they were 41st in Europe in the Alexa rankings, which is incredible for a, an 11 year old, 12 year old Irish website. So that's the kind of uh, blogging directory I was referring to, but I can always send you some, some more if you, if you guys are interested. I don't have them on the slides, I'm afraid. Probably should have done. Okay, so to get visual. Now, one thing that um, I think a lot of us do well actually is create good imagery um, we know what we're doing we know you know high quality high definition images but you know those images can slow a website down as well i had to massively update my website last year and all of my images were high definition on my personal website and i had to get them all reduced because they were just so heavy it was slowing my website down so i'm um, I had to pay somebody to do it because I wasn't going to do it. But I use tiny PNG and tiny JPEG. And now when I upload any images up on my, my website now, they're all reduced. So it's still good quality, but just less pixels. Um, and that would be valuable for you to use as well. So tiny JPEG and tiny PNG. It's both completely free. I think you probably would have to um, do it gradually, though. If you've got lots and lots of images to update, they'll want you to pay for it. There's different types of video that you might want to consider doing as well. There's obviously the live streams, which are dead easy, really um, easy to manage and, and create. Then you've got the, the short social videos. So if you're going to go up to a minute on Instagram, up to a minute on LinkedIn, um, up to a minute on Twitter, actually, they're all up to a minute pretty much until you go onto Instagram, which is IGTV, then it's over a minute. And the same with YouTube. Um, ideally, it would be seven minutes plus for YouTube, because otherwise it's just not long enough for them. Um, the videos in story map format, which you can get on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, um, and then the long videos. And of course, we're doing a screen recording here. I mean, these can be used and, and then webinars as well. And of course, interactive videos is the way forward. Um, although obviously we're doing a webinar here, so it's not as interactive as others, um, but getting that, passion, getting people conversing backwards and forwards um, and doing breakout rooms in Zoom. So I was doing one this morning with a couple of people, so it was good fun. Now, I mentioned earlier on, so like I said, I use Canva for all of my video creation, all of my um, picture creation as well. Um, I don't know how many of you have used the platform, but it's a template platform and it's they do have a free element. And if you've got all of your own images, it will never, ever cost you a cent. If, however, you ever want to use any of their images um, and you're using the free um, profile, then you'll have to pay for each image or video. Um, they even have music in there and you can pay for that as well. Or you can pay 107 euro for the year. And I'm not an affiliate, so I'm not making any money from this. It's just a damn good platform. Um, and then you can just um, resize every image. So for instance, this morning, I was putting my podcast on Facebook 
Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all different sizes. And I just created the image once and resized it three times. It took me what, 10 minutes to do all four images or things less actually. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a no brainer for somebody who does as much content as I do. Um, but I didn't use the pay for platform for five and a half years. I used the, the free for five and a half years. So it's just a no brainer. If, you, if you're gonna get the right sized images and the right size content for your blogs or for your websites or for anywhere really, then Canva would be my go-to. So we're gonna have a quick look at um, the, the kinds of strategies you need to um, sort of instigate on Facebook and Instagram. Obviously try and be as authentic as you can with your imagery. And I, I find a lot of people just do the, the end stuff. This is how we ended up, which is still interesting, okay? But why don't you tell them where you started from and, and do a bit of storytelling because that's ultimately what we do now. We are storytellers, but we always give them the ending first. And I think it'd be much more fun if we took them all the way through our journey. Um, post no less than three times a week on Facebook and four times a minimum. This is absolute minimum um, on Instagram posts per week. And always, always do stories, which is behind the scenes. And it doesn't have to be these lengthy stories that you see, um, which the youngsters are doing. As long as you put something up at least every couple of days or so. And try and partner up with other people who do something similar or, you know, if you're working with a client or something like that, partner up because it really makes things easier content wise. And you're welcome to do, you know, live events online or create a special event that promotes your brand or your story as well. Instagram is free. OK, everything I'm describing here is all the organic. I'm not doing Facebook ads or anything like that. Then we're going to look briefly at Twitter. Again, keep it authentic and hop on the active hashtags. Um, you can go in two or three times a day on the hashtags and see what's relevant. And can you can you sort of spin it so that it's Jesus with the kings and queen of spin? So you should be able to spin it. Um, but can you spin it into something that you would be using? Um, so is there a hashtag out there that you can share a recent story? If it's not today's, it could be a recent story. Post no less than five to 10 times a day. <laughs> Twitter is a very, very hungry platform. And if you want it to work, it needs to be something that's fed very, very often. Um, it's like a baby. You need to feed it frequently, but just small amounts. And then think about doing fleets, which is uh, the, the lives, um, oh, sorry, the stories. And then you can go live and spaces. Has everybody got spaces yet? They're great fun. And it's a great way to meet your audience as well. Engage with influencers. Um, so we obviously um, have Tweeting Goddess here in Ireland, um, and she'd be the person to engage with um, locally. What are spaces? Spaces are um, the audio form of long, so it's like Clubhouse on Twitter, basically. Um, you're going to ask me what Clubhouse is, probably. But um, so Clubhouse is on. Um, has now got a competitor in, in spaces in that it's just audio, there's no video. Um, and it's an area where you can have up to 100 people speak, believe it or not. Um, so you should, if you update your apps on a regular basis, and if you haven't, make sure you update your apps today, you should have spaces available on your Twitter account because they've um, come out to everybody now. And it doesn't matter whether you're Apple or Android.
Then you've got analytics. Every single platform has analytics and they're all free. It doesn't cost you a penny to use any of these analytics. I find the analytics are more accessible, more available on the laptop, frankly, than they are on your phone. Um, I won't have time to go into spaces today, um, Joe, because um, I've, I've got to fly through the rest of these slides, but um, you're welcome to contact me afterwards. But once you've got um, your analytics, you can understand what's working for your audience. Remember, we did that customer avatar right at the very beginning, and that helps you understand what people are connecting with and relating with. Then we've got LinkedIn. Um, don't forget, there is not just a personal page, there's also a business page to LinkedIn. And they do work. I, was, I will be honest with you, I spent the first couple of years thinking this old business page is a bit of a lark. I don't think this doesn't really work but it's actually started to work really really well the last couple of years and i think people just don't give it enough um content um or enough credit frankly on, on using it properly you can use hashtags and they do work on linkedin um but they would like you to post daily ideally if you can there are stories and you can go live but you have to apply to go live they i think they'd rather you have a wider audience that engages with you before they give it to you of course write articles um but be careful how you share them, because if you've written something on a website and then share it over here, then your article on LinkedIn will be blacklisted because it'll be copyrighted. So be careful how you write them. Don't forget to um, send messages and connect. And the other important thing with LinkedIn is to follow up. Most people don't follow up um, and I find that quite annoying. <laughs> so do try and connect and follow up with people. I'm just going to fire through this. Like I said, all these slides are available and I'm mindful that I want to give time for Q&A at the end. But so if you're going to have a, a, a business Facebook page, this is what it's for. OK, make sure your your up, um, updated information is correct on your about section. I've gone into a lot of business pages and people have moved addresses, they've partnered up with people, they've sacked someone. So just make sure that that's all correct. And use a proper call to action button. I, I will be honest with you, most people, most people of our age prefer to make a phone call. So when they come to your Facebook page and it says send message or send email, they'll go to somebody else who just wants who will take a phone call. So don't be afraid to share your phone number. And in, in all the years I've been in business here, eight years I've been in business, I had one um, sort of spammy phone call. Um, and it wasn't even rude. It was, it was quite pathetic, to be honest. But, um, you know, so it's, it's not, you don't get hassled. Well, I certainly don't. Um, and if anybody's going to be asking for it, it would be me. So then you've got your insights. And people don't check their insights frequently enough um, on their social channels because it gives you so much information. What kind of time of day, what day, um, what kind of content people are engaging with really is worth exploring. And after a few weeks, you don't need to check it sort of ever, you know, ever so often, but really for the first month or six weeks, I would check it weekly just to see what people are engaging with. Um, it's worth checking out your settings and your templates. You may need to update your template depending on what you're doing um, and your, make sure you've got more than one person managing the page. Um, and how often to post and what to post? Well, I've just gone through that. That would be your serve, share and sell. And so that would be um, what to post and how often to post would be really three to four times minimum. But you're welcome to do more than that on Facebook.
And then don't forget, telling stories matters, especially for us. Use your brand persona, use your client avatars and, and really share what matters to them and keep reminding them of all the problems you solve, whatever it is, and surprise your audience by shaking them up. Um, one, of the, one of the brands I manage is a fish and chip shop. And obviously it, they've got quite a, a staid basic um, websites. Yeah, they don't change their content very often because it's a fish and chip shop. So one day with permission from the owner, I put up a picture of a cow and the word before. We didn't appreciate how many vegans followed the page until I put that up. Um, but it did the trick. In fact, that ended up being in the local news because he, he got so much interaction. Um, but, you know, it worked. We weren't lying. <laughs> so sometimes you can have a little bit of fun as well. Their brand persona actually is a 24-year-old male who likes footy. And, you know, try and step in front of the logo occasionally. It's, I think we, we hide behind the brand too much and by humanizing it, you, you become more relatable and connect with people on a face-to-face on -face basis. Again, um, this slide is just gonna be available to you. Um, I just wanted to point out there is a difference between stories and posts on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I find posts tend to be more broadcasty and stories tend to be more, um, more personal. If you are gonna be on any of these channels, all of you need to add these channels to your phone, okay? There is an expectation if you have your business on social media, they expect you to respond. So most people use Twitter as a customer service tool. So they expect you to respond during the day, say Monday to Friday, nine to five within an hour. That is the expectation. And they don't care that you're a sole trader. They don't care. They expect you to respond within an hour. Um, if you complain on Facebook or Instagram, well, Instagram's not a good example, actually. They'll give you a couple of hours with Instagram. Um, and pretty much as long as you respond within the day on Facebook, you're good. Um, LinkedIn, um, people tend not to complain as publicly there. Um, but if any, any complaints were ever made, they expect you to respond within a day or two. But Twitter, if you're on Twitter, you have to respond. And you have to respond swiftly because people get annoyed. And then, you know, you have to de-escalate whatever issue they've had with you in the first place. So make sure you allow all your notifications and you put all of your social buttons on the first page of your phone. So you don't have to scroll through 30 pages to find your notifications. Um, hashtags and tagging. Um, I just wanted to outline them here. There is a difference between a branded hashtag and a community hashtag. You've got Justin Bieber, which is... Um, the, the branded hashtag, and then you've got the believers, which is the community hashtag. So do you have a community hashtag? Could you create a community hashtag for your followers? Um, don't always use the popular ones um, because frankly, your message will get lost with everybody else's. Um, find related hashtags and test them, which is what not enough people do. And obviously don't forget to tag people when, and make sure you get their name right. I tagged somebody wrong for nearly two months. It happens. Okay, so how to tell your story in pictures. We're now we're gonna be looking at IGTV and going live. You can have your own dedicated TV channel through Instagram. If your um, video is gonna go any longer than a minute, it will go straight to IGTV anyway. And if you um, are creating a live that goes on for any longer than a minute, it will also go straight to um, Instagram live. I've seen people actually running game shows on Instagram TV. So you can, you can do anything with IGTV and it costs you, zero. So 
The rules of social media, keep the audience focused, learn when your audience engage most on each platform, share, share it how they wanna see it. So photos, videos, infographics, blogs, of course, and repurpose everything. And please, please, please ensure you respond in a timely manner. Um, try and use your own video and your own images where possible. But if you're forced to use stock images, check out pextools.com and canva.com. There is no copyright issues. There's no, you know, don't have to tell anybody who, who, where the images are sourced. Um, you're allowed to use them at any stage. I can't keep going on about it enough, really. Twitter presence requires you to be ultimately very responsive. Um, make sure you allow notifications. Um, and if you, don't, um, if you don't actually allow notifications through your phone, then you're going to be in, slapped with an awful lot of notifications coming through your email, which I find is actually more annoying. Um, so now we're going to quickly slip onto the strategy and time management. And here, this is your strategy. By understanding these eight steps, this is basically the process, your strategy for making this successful. So we've got understanding the problem and your customers in general, knowing which channels to find them on, what type of engagement um, is the best type for each of them on each channel, what relevancy and what is evergreen, and I'll explain why relevancy and evergreen is important, but how much of your content is going to remain evergreen? Now, a lot of the content we're sharing is going to be, you know, one and done. I get that. But some of it will be relevant for a while. Then repurpose what you can. Use the right um, and affordable and manageable sharing tools. And by responding swiftly, you create a relationship with people. Um, and then obviously, if you you can't see if any of this is working unless you check your analytics. Now, there are lots of different ways to check your analytics. Every single social channel has their own social analytics, but there is also platforms that you can use that will help you um, sort of bring them all together into one place. So time management. Think of what your story is. Believe it or not, people are actually interested in your backstory. People want to know why you are the person to speak to, why you do what you do, why you're so passionate about it. And so maybe think themes as well. For instance, my business as a social media trainer, I know January and September are the busiest times of the year for me because people want to get, you know, oh, it's been crazy over the last year. I just want to get my social media sorted out, I want to manage things better. So January is a good time. And then they're forced to take time off because most of my audience are parents. They're forced to take time off with their kids during the summer. And then come September, their social media is just chaos. So that's when they want to speak to me again. So I have to think themes. Um, so I know that January and September, my theme is getting started. You know, um, so think themes that every single person in this room has got a best time and a worst time for their business. And there may be, you know, all of your live events will be in March and April. So that will be one theme. Um, all of your travel events will be another time. Um, so th there are themes that you can take into account and help you plan ahead. Also think of all the frequently asked questions for your business and help people with things related to your business. So can you work with somebody? I worked for a long time with somebody who did websites um, because I do social media and they do websites. So we work together. So, so just go through these suggestions here. These will help you think of things to do that you can plan ahead. Third party schedulers and measuring for your success. Pretty much the only free thing here now, unfortunately, is actually Agora Pulse and Buffer. 
Um, I would always have previously recommended Hootsuite, but they got upset the upper cart last week by going from three platforms and 30 posts to two platforms and five posts. I mean, how was that helpful? So I now don't suggest them anymore. I now suggest Agora Pulse. Um, I will be honest with you here. I am an affiliate with them, sorry. Um, but they do a free plan and they do it better than Hootsuite do now, which is weird. So uh, check out Agora Pulse. If you were previously on Hootsuite, I'm afraid they're just not gonna be good enough anymore. Um, Post Planner is where I find all the content related to the businesses I want to find out about. So there's a search button in Post Planner. Um, what would you like to find out today, Melanie? Marketing. And it brings up all the latest articles about marketing. Then I do another search, social media. Then it brings up all the latest content. And I literally go from this, this platform here and share it to all my social platforms. And I can schedule for weeks, weeks and weeks. So it's a great tool. Um, Irish Tech News use OnlyWire and Zoho to share out their content. Um, so anything that comes from the website is put through on an RSS feed and then shared out sporadically. Okay, great tool actually. And most of it's free, which is mad. Um, and then we've got these analytics and measurement tools. Now I did put my hand up. I am a, a, an affiliate with Agora Pulse, so I am going to suggest them. But I was actually um, using Agora Pulse for four years before I even became a brand ambassador, which is why they probably gave it to me. Um, and Social Pilot and my friend Esther, she uses that and swears by it. She thinks it's brilliant. Um, so I thought I'd mention both. And that's me. <laughs> so if anybody's left, if you've got any questions, fire them away. Okay, uh, I have a question. If if you're either starting out or you're a bit overwhelmed by social media and you just wanted to pick one social media outlet, which one would you choose? Google My Business. Most people in Ireland use Google to search for products or services. Um, and when you look up on a laptop, you'll see a box sometimes on the right hand side with um, contact telephone numbers, testimonials, um, you, you must have seen it when you're looking up on a Google search on your laptop or on a, on, on, on a tablet. And those are people who've got Google My Business platforms. Now, for me, for my wonderful social media presence, most people will find me on a Google search. And it will be the Google My Business profile that will be shown up first because Google will always favor their own products first. And YouTube is one of Google's products and Google My Business is one of its products. Okay. Uh, likewise, if you had to drop one, which would it be? <laughs> That's not fair. TikTok. <laughs> well, unless you're a teenager, then it's great. Exactly. No. They all have their place, Gerard. You've got to find where your audience is. Um, so if your audience is, you know, more the business side, you know, sort of the directors and, and that sort of stuff, then you'd be on LinkedIn. Um, if, if your audience, like for, for Stomp, my audience is mostly on Facebook, it would be crazy for me to drop Facebook. Mm -hmm. I see Devlin's asking a question uh, about uh, sites with images that can be used without breaching copyright. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's pexels.com and canva.com. Okay. I tend to use um, unsplash.com, uh, but... It's recently been taken over by Getty Images, so I'm not yeah, sure. And now you have to pay. No, the, the the whole point of it is that the images are 
at least the library that they have so far were all released into Creative Commons. And you can't unpublic domain images as far as I know. I mean, if that does happen at some stage or if they start making people pay, I'll just go back to morg file. Mm. Oh, I much prefer Canva and, and Pexels, frankly. The, the images, the image quality, so professional. Go check them out. Give them a Google right now. They're, they're really, really good. And there's, there's no sign-in. Well, apart from Canva, there is a sign-in. And you do need to put your business card in with Canva. But like I said, if you, I used my own images for five and a half years. So it cost me nothing for five and a half years. If you've gone through your wild teenage or college or whatever it is, years of doing TikTok or whatever TikTok was when dinosaurs ruled the earth, and now you want to set up a professional profile. Is there anything said to be just erasing everything and starting over? And what's the best way to do that? Um, there is no way of taking back what you've put out there, ever. You can request to have your content removed from Google, but people can cut and paste stuff, take photocopies, screenshots, um, do you recommend any outfit that would be good at setting up my website? I can. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, but I can. And if you're interested, there is IPA Group, um, who are based up in Northern Ireland. The, the downside to having a US-hosted website is if you ever have any problems with it, then you may have to, it depends on the, web, on the website, you may have to only speak to them when they're around rather than when it's convenient to you. Um, I have been a massive advocate for many, many years to Black Knight, and I love the free chat that they offer you. Um, so the, the, this um, online chat for free, and they show you how to do stuff. And when you're thick enough, they'll do it for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that because I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would use IPA group that are based up in Northern Ireland. It's not a big deal at all. Not a big deal at all to move over host. Um, Black Knight would do it a cinch. It doesn't take much at all. Yeah. So Black Knight. Yeah, let's host is okay. But I, 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 I'm an Irish business. I don't know. I don't sound very Irish, but um, I, I use an Irish host. All right. I'm going to wrap up with this. That's it. Thanks very much. Right, the Freelance Forum is brought to you by the National Union of Journalists, Dublin Freelance Branch, which supports the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. The music is by podsummit.com, released online with a Creative Commons license into the public domain. Thank you, Melanie Boylan. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, see you all next time. Until then, I'm Jared Cunningham. Thanks for listening. Take care and stay safe. Bye.